Hello everybody, this is Jesse Shrek with Practical Missions Cohort uh, in Northeast Italy, currently in the city of Mestre uh, near Venezia, and uh, doing our update from our most recent 10-day email update that went out. It's actually a little bit delayed though because I was ill with the flu for uh, a number of days uh, since last Friday, basically. Uh, but this one's titled Table Talk, so we'll mention a little bit about this, uh, some short prayer requests, things of this nature, a couple uh, useful links as, as normal, and uh, we'll keep it brief and to the point today. Uh, if you've been in the news at all, though, and you follow the coronavirus situation, uh, you should know that our region of Italy, Veneto, uh, now actually has people with uh, the coronavirus, and it is spreading. Uh, people are beginning to get wild, and uh, grocery stores are emptying out. I went there to stock up on some supplies this afternoon, for example, and a number of shelves uh, are definitely emptying out quickly. People are definitely stocking up and getting their supplies, and a little bit of fear and panic is in the air, is in the... Uh, the hearts of the people here. And that's our current situation. Uh, we're praying and hoping for the best, trying to be present and love our neighbors and so on. Uh, but there's real things going on, even to the point uh, our Sunday gathering, our midweek Bible study gathering, potentially we're not even legally allowed to have that right now because they're asking everybody to avoid uh, certain things. So uh, schools are all closed for the moment. All the universities in this region and the region next to us, Friuli, shut down for the week uh, until they can evaluate things better and understand what's going on and how grave the situation actually is here right now. Uh, but Italy is number three on the uh, infected countries list out of all of them. China, and then I think it's South Korea, and then Italy at this moment because there was a big explosion over the weekend of, of cases that started happening here in the Lombardia uh, region over near Milan, that area, and now in the Veneto region as well. Um, so that's the new thing going on. It looks like we may have to cancel Sunday's worship service, for example, uh, to a, a, a work together with uh, the, the state here and obey what they're saying, but also for public safety, health safety for the people. We don't want them getting together and spreading disease. If you follow it, apparently in, uh, in South Korea, where there are known to be very large churches, uh, apparently one lady went there and all of a sudden 30 other people got infected with this virus uh, and then for, through all them, number of more people and so on. And uh, so it, it is a real thing and, and I don't think in the States there's any issues. You don't have to really think about it yet, but soon you might need to start thinking about it if you're a church leader, how to best handle a situation like that. And uh, we're having to pray about that now. What do we do? What's the best way to go about this to continue uh, doing faithfully what churches are supposed to do at the same time to think of the well-being of the people, uh, work together with, uh, with the state that has public health uh, sanctions going on and things like this? Uh, what do you do? And I think even in China, they had the same situation. They still have it where they can't gather together. What do you do? Maybe use some technology and, and, and at least get a message to your people. Uh, things of this nature, you're praying and so on, but you can't actually be getting together because then you risk causing harm to each other's families and and, and all these kinds of things. Uh, so anyway, we're living in that at the moment. It's all fresh. It's all new. We're trying to get as much information as we can. But to look at our update and talk about that for today, I'm looking here and uh, let me see. Table Talk was the most recent one. So we have a couple photos. Uh, you can see us gathering around the table, having pizza. And uh, <coughs> the idea, uh, which... Uh, for us, actually comes from uh, the time of the Reformers in the 1500s when folks like Martin Luther, for example, would uh, have occasion to sit together with others and talk about things of substance, talk about sound doctrine, talk about theology, uh, the Word of God applied to everyday life in the midst of our times, and so on. And uh, so they would do this from time to time, and they would drink beer because they were good Germans, and so on. And uh, but in our case, we uh, we have a pizza, 
someone has a beer or two, and uh, and then we talk about things that matter. Uh, the big uh, concept for this uh, came to us really when we consider we're we're overseeing this church plant, but we don't live in that city at the moment. We're an hour and a half away, so we don't have. Uh, uh, time together with the people throughout the week as much as normally there would be or we would like. Uh, now we do lead Bible study every other week out there, and, and that's a good time, and that's very important. Uh, that's good discipleship. But this is another occasion on Sundays after worship, instead of everyone doing their own thing, uh, once a month there's an opportunity everybody who's interested get together, and we talk about instead of just whatever, the weather or this or that, we choose a topic, and uh, I guide the conversation and have us reason together, talk together, with scripture and understand how to live our lives to honor Christ and so on. So we kicked that off and it was a great time. Uh, hearts were encouraged. Some conversations actually got a little heated because of some current uh, political problems happening in Italy and and, uh, and so on. Uh, but we trust the Lord used it and it was a great time to challenge people's thinking, have them reason uh, with scripture uh, as disciples of Jesus Christ and so on. So all really good. <coughs> <coughs> There's a picture of us uh, worshiping together. We've been averaging about... Almost 20 people, which is really good for uh, the situation here. And there's also a picture in here of uh, a place we found that would work really well, uh, we believe, for uh, English as a Second Language Outreach, a place where we can publicly gather folks together, six or seven at a time, everybody have a coffee or something, and then we uh, give them an hour of our time to help them uh, speak English better, choose a topic, let everybody share, talk, and then we correct them and help them. Great way to get to know people, be a blessing to people, and so on. Uh, and so, Lord willing, if uh, the coronavirus ceases and, and slows down and so on, we have two interns, and one of the things they're going to special on, specialize on for this summer will be at this location here, together working with us and being guided by us, uh, facilitating these courses uh, where we can get to know people, show them the gospel, and then also give them the gospel in word as well. Uh, and then there's a picture here of Cornelius. He's with us at that location. He's having his brioche. He's getting big. It's unbelievable. He's almost four years old now. And uh, time sure flies, and we praise God for uh, his hand upon this little guy. Um, so let me look at our points here, uh, see if there's anything else I can say for us today, uh, and those prayer requests that we would have you uh, pray together with us. Uh, so I already mentioned the table talk, what that is, and the idea behind that. I won't say anything more. I don't see anything here in my notes that is that would expound what I said already. Uh, but do continue to pray for those things. Uh, the first one was great, and we're going to have another one, Lord willing, uh, and that we're allowed to gather together. Uh, that would be mid... Um, March would be the next occasion, or the second Sunday of March. Uh, so not this one, which would be the first, but the one after that. Uh, pray for that. Uh, also for the wisdom to know, should we gather, can we, and so on. We still have to work that out. Those are the kind of things you don't learn in a textbook, and you have to figure out as you go. Uh, but we'll be talking with some other folks and seeing what other churches are doing uh, in their situations here in Italy. Uh, another thing here, uh, we're making good progress as we evan- uh, organize uh, for this summer's evangelism and the, the cohorts, the missionaries coming. Uh, three groups. One had to pull out uh, for the one for July. They just couldn't work it out with their church. Uh, the other group, though, on the other hand, is, is doing really well. They're up to 12 people. Applications are on in. And we're now coordinating a Skype meeting to discuss together as a group uh, the next steps for them as they begin raising funds and getting themselves here. Uh, very, very excited about that. But we do pray that this coronavirus thing would totally cease and not be an issue so we can have them here, host them here, and they can flourish and be a great blessing to the ministry. Um, but these things uh, are out of our hands. Uh, so pray with us for that. That would be our prayer. But the organizational aspect of it, getting things together, all of that is going well. And we thank you for your prayers uh, as we go through that uh, that stuff that's necessary for hosting and organizing uh, these cohorts, which is a wonderful part of the ministry, something we want to see happening from now on every summer and a flourishing time, uh, a great opportunity for everybody. Great blessing. 
In the meantime, though, evangelism continues, discipleship continues, church planning continues. Uh, help is on the way. We praise God for that, and we definitely need it. Uh, and hopefully, uh, I mentioned this here, in our next update, we want to do a video update. Typically in the winter, we'll, one, one time we'll do a little short video update. Uh, I've been uh, down with the flu, as I mentioned before, and I haven't been able to do that this time. Uh, but we are going to do a video update soon, Lord willing, and we want to get that going, together with all the uh, the Q&As that we have to answer still. Uh, just so much on the plate right now. Uh, but these are all things we look forward to putting together in the near future. And if we're stuck in the house in a uh, a quarantine, which may be the situation soon, uh, I think I'll have time finally to catch up on some of that stuff. Which reminds me, by the way, uh, when we consider the life of the Apostle Paul and others, for example, uh, Paul specifically, though, I'm convinced personally that there's no proof of this and that I, no one could ever t- say yes or no, but I'm convinced personally that when Paul was put in prison, those couple occasions, I'm convinced that part of him was a little bit okay with it. That's good. Finally, I can slow down for a second. After they beat me senseless and I'm, I'm able to sit for a while and I can't go anywhere. Finally, I can sit down. And at one point, we know he said to Timothy, bring me my parchments. I have stuff I need to read, stuff I need to write still. And I think he saw it as an occasion to get some other work for the Lord done, some necessary things. And we do know this for sure, that a number of letters, pastoral letters, epistles, were written from his time when he was in prison here in Rome. Uh, so... Uh, there is something about that, and if, if we get stuck in a quarantine, uh, I pray that that will be a time for me to catch up on a number of different projects that we're working on, administrative things and so on, and that God will bless that time. So we would ask you, please pray uh, for that for us as well. Uh, I mentioned already uh, attendance has been up, which has been really good for the church plant. Uh, that's really good. Back in August, they were down to an average of five people throughout the month of August, sometimes less, sometimes more, but average five. Uh, now they're averaging about 16 in attendance. So to God alone the glory. He grows his church. Uh, we, by his grace, sow the word, preach the word, and he causes growth according to his will. Uh, at the end of the day, techniques, this, that, when it comes to planning a church, none of it really matters. Ultimately, you need to just be preaching the gospel, evangelizing, and God causes growth. Churches grow through regeneration, which is a sovereign work of God. Uh, when the gospel is preached, he causes people, according to his will, to be born again, able to believe, to understand the situation, faith, that also is a gift that God gives, and they're able to trust then in Christ and start a new life with Christ as a new creature in Christ. So it is all to all glory to God alone as churches truly grow. And a church can grow in number, but not actually grow in the eyes of God. We mentioned this even in uh, yesterday's sermon when we're looking at Mark uh, chapter 4, verses 1 to 20, this the parable of the sower and so on. There is a reality of uh, the visible church and the invisible church. What you and I see at church every Sunday is one thing. What God sees is another. We may see 80 people in church. God may see 40, which means 40 actual regenerate souls born of the Spirit of God who are truly Christians are there. Others might be there just observing, hearing, or even have deluded themselves thinking that they're actually saved when they're not. All kinds of different things could be going on. But there is a reality of the visible church as as man sees it and the invisible church as Christ who knows his bride and knows those who are his, how he sees it. And that's a that's a thing to consider always. The Lord knows His. Uh, so the Punta Luchi Church Plant Udine, excuse me, <coughs> uh, keep praying for us there. Uh, we're we're praying to find a mini apartment, a nice deal, a nice location, something to use uh, for the ministry in that city. So when we're there, we can be there. We can maximize time with people in discipleship, and so on. And uh, and even in the future, potentially have uh, folks missionaries come and do English out there, station themselves there, different things. So pray for us to find for now a mini apartment at a good deal. And for God to provide the funds we need to cover that. Uh, one one group actually did uh, say they were going to get us 
uh, a big chunk of money. The church wanted to give it to us. And, and back in August, I think they mentioned they still haven't gotten it to us. And uh, we were dependent on that to actually get tickets to take my wife to the Philippines for a trip there to see her family. She hasn't seen them in 15 years. We had to put the trip on hold, but we still had to pay for the tickets. Uh, we had to put it on hold because of this coronavirus stuff again. Uh, but we desperately need that money, and we're praying that God will cause that to come in as well. But we would invite you, if you're listening and, and praying and partnering, uh, partnering in with the ministry in this way, uh, please pray for our finances always also. for uh, Pray for some big one-time donations also. That will be a real boost to the ministry uh, to cover a variety of administrative fees and so on and keep us flourishing and, and bearing fruit as the ministry now continues to expand and, Lord willing, this summer really blossom and, and take into fruition with the different people that are coming. Um, but uh, yeah, the preaching series is still happening through the Gospel of Mark. I'm excited about that. And later here in the month of March, we'll have Brother Ken Wells and his wife Ruth Ann will be visiting for about a month. And he's going to help fill in with some of the preaching, which is exciting. That's good. Um, if we're able to gather. Uh, let's pray that we're still able to gather as a body over there because of this virus stuff. Uh, discipleship group study happening, bearing fruit, going very, very well. Those who are able to make it, we wish they could all make it. They can't. Uh, but those who are coming are really being blessed. Really, really fruitful time. Uh, special time as the Spirit is working in our midst as we're studying uh, these discipleship studies, going through it, leading people and, and guiding them to uh, true and healthy Christian living. Uh, very, very good stuff. Uh, the ESO outreach we're still planning for the spring. Pray for that to come into fruition. Uh, salvations still. Pray for more. Uh, the Veda Vita church plant. We have a note here. Um, Pray for a move of God. We're asking you for that. And this uh, coronavirus may be the thing that it takes to get people to wake up and see their greatest need, which is to be forgiven and to be saved. So pray in that way for the folks here as we're evangelizing them, that they would be more sensitive, open to the reality. Uh, you may not see your sin. You may not see that hell is waiting for you. Uh, but the truth is you don't see this coronavirus and it scares you to death. You should be even more scared to death of, of dying uh, separated from Christ and then help us to uh, evangelize through this. We might even do a custom track here because of this coronavirus thing to help people to to see the greater need they have, the greater fear they need to be worried about. Uh, but pray for a core group to also take form here, people soundly saved, gathering around God's word with us, and pray for us to trust God's timing in that. Uh, there's photos here in the update. I already mentioned it. I'll have the photos that, or the, the update, the email update in the show notes for those who listen. If you want to click on it, check it out. You can see that. And I think that's all we'll say for now. A Bible verse, though, we do have would be Romans 8.31 today. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Now, the key thing here is always make sure that God is actually for you. Uh, sometimes he's not for us. I know a girl, for example, who should be on church discipline right now, has uh, drifted away from the church, dating an unbeliever, sexually involved with an unbeliever. Come to find out she got a really grave illness and uh, some folks are saying, oh, God loves you. He wants you well. Things are good. Well, actually, you've been sinning against God for a long time, and you're in a dangerous situation. And the fact that this, this life-threatening situation may be happening to you right now could be a sign that you actually do belong to the Lord, and He's chastising you. Uh, he, he loves you so much, He won't let you go on in your way, leading others astray as you do it, weakening their faith as you do it. And He's willing to do this to get your attention to save your soul. It may still cost you your life, but your soul may still be saved as a result. Uh, so there's, there's a lot that can be said there. Those he loves, the Lord, he does discipline. And if you go on living in sin and you truly are born of the Lord, you can't stay long in that sin. He will get your attention one way or another. Either through church discipline, if that doesn't happen, he himself will come and discipline you. And that's a, that's a real thing. Uh, but if God is for us, who can be against us? The question is, are you right with God and is he truly for you? You need to know that. You need to find out. And if he is, if you are saved, soundly saved, it is a great comfort, this verse, so this truth. 
Uh, if God is for you, who can be against you? Uh, whatever you're going through, whatever you're enduring, you have that great blessed assurance God is using it for your good and for His glory. Come what may, it doesn't matter to you. You know you're safe in the Lord's hands. And Paul knew that well, and he wrote that and encouraged the Roman people as well. Uh, that is a truth that we need to take hold of. Uh, if you truly are united with Christ, you have that wonderful assurance. Uh, all is working together for your good and for God's glory. Amen. And uh, that's all we'll say for today. Uh, we'll, we'll end there on that on that note from the Bible verse. Uh, but like Jesus driven to his cross, uh, we drive ourselves as well to the singular task of church planning in Italy exclusively. And we thank you for partnering in. We thank you for being a part of that. I'm going to go ahead and throw a song here at the end. This is one that we're teaching uh, the folks in the new church plant over there in Udine. Italian song. And uh, we pray that you and you enjoy it as well. It's, it's performed by Jerry V just to be able to help teach the folks uh, out there. And uh, so enjoy it and God bless. Ciao, ciao. If you like the podcast, we encourage you now to come on over and join us on the inside. If you love Jesus Christ, you love this podcast, 
you love the Italian people, you love the Church of Jesus Christ, it's the perfect place for you to meet other people and uh, see and understand more about the Italian culture and what is going on with Practical Missions Cohort in the Italian context. Look forward to seeing you over there. God bless.